Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Online, on your mobile, and on FM. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio Greenwich. <laughs> So good evening and welcome back. It's Charlton Live, and it's not really the big match preview because there ain't no match going on. It's the uh, the Charlton Live catch up special. Good evening, welcome to Charlton Live. I am Louis Mendes. Uh, joining me in the studio here at the Valley, uh, next to Russell Slade, look alike, giving her first aid uh, course in the press conference room next to us is uh, is Nathan Mullen. How are you doing, I don't know, I thought you said I was a lookalike then. I thought, what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, you're a Rebecca Adlington lookalike. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca Adlington, or Plan B. One or of Plan them. B. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, look, you look like those famous people. But, that, I mean, when that Russell Slade lookalike sat on the stage and started and did the introductions, I, I genuinely thought Russell would come back to get me. <laughs> uh, it's like, it, was, it was like my worst nightmare, like, being lived out in front of me. Did you feel sick? I did absolutely feel sick. absolutely sick. And if anyone uh, wants to see how Russell Slade reacted to Coventry's concession of a late equaliser against Bolton the other day, I can uh, confirm that once again he felt absolutely sick. The other voice you heard there, Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, thanks, Louis. Good to be It's good to be back in the Charlton Live studio. Um, no, there is no game this weekend, but um, we've been off for a while, of course. We had a, uh, our Christmas break and New Year, of course. Happy New Year to, to all of our listeners. I hope you had a good Christmas break and, uh, and, and are having a good New Year so far. Um, there's, there's been uh, signings that have been made, there's been games that have been played, there's been uh, players that have been shipped off as well, so we're going to talk about those. We're also going to look ahead to uh, this uh, this Sunday's game at the Valley, which is the uh, the Charlton Women's Cup game, second round of the FA Cup against Portsmouth. We're going to hear from Kim Dixon, but uh, yeah, first things first, I think it's going to be transfer stuff is, is the main thing we're going to talk about today. Plenty of ins, plenty of outs. I think the... Um, the highest profile out there, as we expected today, Adam Ola-Lookman's uh, confirmed he's moved to Everton. Kevin Foley has been released. His, uh, his five-month contract has come to an end. It has not been uh, renewed. Jake Forster-Kasky has come in from Brighton. Uh, so that's a, a big plan. We've also had Jade Silver sign on loan from Chelsea. We talked about those guys, of course. Like I said, we'll look back at the uh, the Christmas games and with, uh, that wonderful performance here at the Valley on Monday against Bristol Bristol Rovers. That was some hell, uh, one hell of a second half. We're going to hear from uh, the Hattrick Hero exclusive interview with Josh McGuinness, also an exclusive interview with uh, our uh, our manager, Carl Robinson, as well. They're, they're both kind enough to come and join us in the studio. But anyway, like I say, uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining us here on Charlton Live this evening. Plenty to catch up on. I think we'll, I think the biggest news for me today is the fact that we have let go of, uh, of Adam Ola-Lutman. We all knew it was coming. Um, it's by the by the the money being reported, Tom. Do you think it's one of those ones where it probably fair? Mm, I think um, yeah. First of all, him being sold is is no real surprise. Um, he's been arguably our best player, certainly one of our best players this season. Um, he's got bags and bags of potential. There's been people looking at him for a long time. I, I don't think it's a surprise that he's gone. The money. That is a surprise because it is a lot. I think he's become the most expensive transfer for League One history, I believe. Um, but having said that, 
as I think Greg said on a radio show the other day, it could be that in five years Everton look back at that as money well spent because he could. He's got the potential to go on to be worth a hell of a lot more than that. So it's disappointing. Obviously, I think he would have developed better playing more games here. But if Koeman's plays him and he gets his time there, then there's no end to his development, I don't think. The amount of money, like say, Nathan, that he has gone for, I don't, I don't think we can... You know, like if you compare it to Deli Alley, to to uh, as we said, two um, two years ago went for half of that. Um, I mean, obviously there's there's ridiculous amounts of money in, in the Premier League now, but I think for for a club in our position, normally that that'd probably be seen as a fair deal. Yeah, um, can only sort of echo what um, <coughs> sorry, fogging the throat uh, that Tom said um, that it, it wasn't a it wasn't a surprise. But you know, even though I've read the, the statement and stuff and looking at his Twitter and that, it's still quite a bit gutting to see that I'm not going to see him in a, in a challenge shirt for the near future. I don't know if he'll come back, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, he's had enough. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of the money, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like we said, we knew it was going to happen. It was just a case of when it happened. And if we got the best deal possible, even though Catrian did say she wasn't going to sell him, we all knew it was going to happen anyway, because in my opinion, whether Catrian was here or not, we still would have sold him mm. in the, in, in the mm. situation where if we was in a championship, I think it would be a different story. Um, but yeah, no, sad to see him go, but I mean, I think it, it all depends now on um, if the funds are recycled, shall we say, or... Um, into a, a kitty fork hole to, to strengthen because we needed strengthening before Addy went and even more so now so I think that's going to be a big um, a big point when going forward anyway mm. um, now when, when Joe Gomez made the, the, the switch up to Liverpool I remember saying to uh, one of my mates who supports Liverpool despite never having visited the north of England uh, saying to him that you know I feel I feel like Joe Gomez is ready straight mm. away to, to burst into a Premier League defence now with, with Addy do you, do you think it's quite the same I, I still think it's a bit rawer than, than, mm. than Joe was yeah I'm not not 100% look he, he's been amazing this season but there are times in some games where I think I don't know he just loses control a little bit I think maybe mentally his mind starts to wander a little bit and in the Premier League you're just not going to get away with that so I do think he's got more to develop and also being in that more attacking positions he's got you know it's a different game to being a, to being a defender and I think it is going to take him slightly longer to adapt but as I said before I think he's got all the potential to do it it's just about you know coaching him right and someone like Kuman there you saw what he did with so many players at Southampton I think he's under the right manager and he's probably at the right team to do it um but I do think it might just take him a little bit longer to do that. I think Koeman come out. He come out in his press thing and said that you know the boy's got talent. It's, mm. it's down to him now on how he sort of shapes his career, and he has got the ability. But um, I agree with Tom in terms of um, Addy. I think Gomez. You when I when I saw Gomez, Gomez consistently good like everywhere. Mm. I don't think I saw Gomez have a bad game, and he was built. He was built like a Premier League player, yeah. Um, and he, like you said, the mentality—he just—you could just tell he was the only one apart from Parker. He was the only one. And John Joe, I thought, what well, he's going to be a top top player. I think Addy will. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, this season. If it is that, like Ali, you know, t- Ali went from MK to Spurs and was a sensation mm. after the next season. Maybe that will be the case, and hope so for Addy's sake. I but think 
he's still very slight, isn't he? And he's <coughs> yeah, you know, he's still getting hacked apart at this level. So <coughs> it's going to be such a massive step up. Which is, I think, why we don't we've never really seen Addy in that middle. He's yeah. always been on that left coming in because he's not built as a central yeah. forward. So. It's such a shame that, that he missed out on his last two games. He did yeah. have that nasty bout of transferitis, which is a, mm. yeah. a, I suppose we should call these tweet. Um, do you feel probably did the right thing to protect him? Once you know you're going to make ten million mm. or whatever it is, I mean the, the various numbers floating around. But I understand it's some. It's some I think the deal will be worth about. 10 mm. once the um, add-ons and all that have gone through but up front I think we're getting a fair whack anyway probably mm. 7, 8 something, something yeah. along those lines is what I've heard but you mm. know obviously the, these things never get confirmed so it's undisclosed officially um, yeah so so the the thing now is what we got to do without money definitely I think yeah from on that first point <laughs> obviously from a fan's point of view it's a shame that we didn't have a chance to you know see him one more time and kind of say goodbye to him and but uh as you say, from a club's point of view, they're not going to risk that just for the sake of that, especially not our owners at the moment. They're going to wrap him up in cotton wool and wait for that transfer window to open. So that doesn't surprise me. And yeah, with the money, like Nave said earlier, it's all about that big if now, if it's invested. We've heard you know, rumours of what Carl's transfer budget might be, but if we can spend a lot of that money, then you know, as Nathan said again, our squad already needed strengthening and now we've got the money to do it. Let's go ahead and do it because... Last few results, we've seen a little upturn in form. There's potential in this squad. We're not that far off the playoffs. Mm. Do you do that and do you go for it and do you strengthen the squad, or does Roland put the money in his back pocket and we struggle through and limp through to the end of the season? So it's going to be a very big month, I think. Because mm. I mean, that is the question now. Because obviously, the amount of money that we have bought in from players over the last however long, I think the likes. I mean, in the summer, we must have made I think something like two point five up front for Johan, rising to three point five. Probably, I think I don't think we got too much for Jordan. So it's something like a million pounds, mm-hmm. but it all adds up, and mm. probably not a great deal for Pope either. Something probably similar to that. But um, you know, all this money adds up, and obviously we don't spend that money straight on players because we are, a, you know, when you look at it as, a, as a football club, we're a club that loses money, as as every club in in our sort of situation does. But are, are we just covering costs, or are we, you know, do, do we take that risk to, to try and make it up? Um. I think, to be honest, I think another key is, is, is with Piercy getting injured, I think that's put a spanner in the works. I think they were hoping of selling George this window, mm. um, and I think they probably was expecting some sort of money for George, which now I don't think they can. Um, Piercy out till March, April time, we're going to have to either keep George or do another bit of the shuffling. Do so. have to play that game as well when it comes yeah. to a player moving. Exactly. I think I think the player has to want to yeah. leave his, his if, big wages in his London yeah. home alone as well. 200 quid a week or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean in terms of of the players that we're going to get, I don't like Tom said I don't think we're that far off. I don't think it's yeah, we need we need a cut we need a few players now, but I'm not thinking of, you know, 4 million on a player or I just think you need shrewd decent signings to help the team. Because um, we've gone through the difficult patch now, Christmas. How we got through that without seven points, I do not know. But listen, it was amazing. But we need help now. We're not in the cups, so we just need a cut, a, a, just a few, just to help those suspensions and niggles, which they're going to come. They're going to come, and mm. hopefully we can get some in. And I think obviously we'll talk about the player we got already, which I think is a very good good signing. Um, 
Um, and yeah, so hopefully we'll have some more to follow before the end of January. There were some quotes from Carl Robinson about Look when he says he's an incredible talent, has been a joy to work with during my uh, stint at the club. Uh, the club rejected a substantial bid for him in the summer. That was from Palace, that yeah. was. And uh, and to Adam Ola's great credit, he really knuckled down and underlined his potential. My job now is to make sure we continue to get stronger on the pitch. We have a good squad already in place, key players to come back from injury and some new players to come in before the window closes. Our goal this season remains to be a top six uh, spot and our focus is to add further quality signings in January to put us in a position to achieve that. There were some quotes from Katrina as well. It says, we have a, a fantastic academy here and it's testament to everyone at the club that will continue to develop high quality young players and I mean there's nothing wrong with that we, we certainly do have a good academy and you look at the two players uh, like Joe Aribo we've seen and Esri Conzer who's been played sort of in a, a midfield position in the last few days um, we, we, we are seeing the, the, the benefits of that it's just a case of how often you're going to see those benefits in your team I know yeah. I know we've always been a selling club every now and then you do think oh, I wish we could see him a little bit longer don't you? yeah and yeah like you say we, we have to appreciate that that is the case and eventually those people are going to leave us on the whole but um, there was a piece Kyle Andrews put out I don't know when he actually published it but I read it today and he talked about how unusual it is to see Chris Solly and what a hero's welcome he always gets because he's one of those youth products that did stick around and has played you know, upwards of 200 games for us and of course they're not all going to be like that and there's other circumstances potentially as to why he stayed with his slightly dodgy knee and whatever but you know, when you look at the relationship you can build with a player like that it, it's very different and like Nathan said earlier we haven't really had enough time to to enjoy Lutman at the club and it was the same with Gomez and I'm sure it'll be the same for the likes of Aribo the way he started as well and that's just a real shame uh, Lutman himself said very grateful to everyone at Charlton for the opportunity I've been given I've loved every minute of it here but when the chance to join Everton came in it wasn't one I could turn down and I guess you know if you look at him as a player now it will go to the likes of you know it will spot that position on the wing with Belassi you know, laid up was as he, as he normally was on the pitch. To be fair, but this time actually injured, um, and 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 he will probably as a player, footballers will probably have got to be confident. He'll be thinking well, that's my that's my place. That is, I'm going to get that that spot in that first team. Yeah, he will, and he's still got you know. And I'd be surprised if he starts um, straight away because I think he's still got to learn. You know, Everton's way of playing how, tactically. I think Lookman can be. Um, caught out sometimes but that's you know that's his age and this it's only going to come with experience by playing so um but with Balassi out he's obviously got a better chance of playing so he might actually end up playing every game we don't know but um yeah it's 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 a big step up i mean no disrespect to you know the likes of uh, MK Dons who scored against the last appearance wasn't it yeah and then going against you know man united away when you've got Ibrahimovic or coming up against Bellerin on the right or whatever it's a different gravy altogether so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a challenge for him, but I, I think he'll do it. But whether or not it's t- this this season or mm. the season after, mm. I don't know. But I, I definitely think he'll do it. We've um, we've seen in the media as well just how much it's blown up for him. And obviously we've seen the f- rare interviews he's done here that he's not that comfortable doing that, let's say. <laughs> you look yeah. at when Gomez went and suddenly, you know, that blue tick appears by his name and people are commenting and the followers go up on Twitter and exactly the same thing's happened here and he's retweeting all this Everton stuff. There's such a buzz, but it's going to be a whole other side to the job of being a professional footballer that he's going to have to learn and he is still only 19 so there's so much for him to yeah. take on but if he can get some starts in this season probably being on the pitch and playing football is where he's most comfortable yeah, I, remember, I remember he very kindly came to speak to us at the player of the year dinner mm. and um, I spoke to Ollie who organised it beforehand and he, and he sort of said you know, go easy on him he's a kid and I was like yeah he's, he's, he's yeah. literally looked like speaking to a 12 year old <clears throat> like he's, he's so young and um, 
very like quite shy, but at the same time, you could you could hear a hint of confidence in his mm. voice. I asked him a question where I sort of said, "Oh, you know." Because he won the Young Apprentice of the Year, whereas the year before Gomez had come second or third in it, and I, I mentioned that, and he went, oh, "You know, I don't want to be compared to Joe Gomez, I'm my own man, that sort of thing." So there's a little, little bit of confidence in there, uh, and I'm sure we'll take that right. James Fern emailed uh, studio at chartonlive.co.uk says, "Evening, Louis and Co. Percy, I don't understand this obsession with the price he was sold off for. Whether it was the heavily rumoured 7.5 million, 10 million, or 11 million, the fact." Of the matter remains, I'm pretty certain, along with the majority of fellow supporters, that nothing more than a few hundred thousand is likely to be reinvested any time soon. Would love to be proven wrong, but can we really expect anything else? Roland could take this huge opportunity to, I believe, begin to win over a fair amount of the supporters by pumping that sum straight back into the club and strengthening our promotion bid. Invest or do one and sell up. That's cheers from uh, from James Fine. And that is sort of what we were talking about earlier now. What, what happens with that money now? It's all about a few hundred thousand pounds, which I've seen rumoured on the forums as well. And You, know, you, you just don't, you, you don't know what's going to happen with that money. And you don't know if... Um, if we were already in the playoffs, if he'd be if he'd be putting a bit more on, because if we've got a better chance, we're only what four, four or five points off him yeah. now. So we're not we're not a million miles no. off him. We got obviously we've got no points coming up this weekend because because uh, we're, we're not playing, and so that will give teams a chance to, to to pull away from us. And then of course we're playing Millwall the week after, so that will give teams a chance to pull away from us as well. But um, but you know we're not we're not a million miles off, and if 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 and there's so many ifs here because. You know, there has to be, unfortunately. But if the right investment came in this this winter, then it, it, it could turn this average looking, hopefully looking up season into a promotion season. Yeah, it, it's it's again, it's like we're all sort of speculating. But the only person who can answer that is going to be Roland and Catrian, and it's there's not much else we could do until and wait and see if you know if the proof is in the pudding, sort of thing. Because, like you say, we're not a million miles about. You know, we've all alluded to it already, but. It just needs a couple of like shrewd signings, mm. and then we're sort of more, you know, five points. It sounds a lot, but we were not that long ago. What seventeenth, and now because we were drawing too many games, we've won a few, and now we're like six points or five mm. points. If we if we did lose against Mirwall, we would have been more or less in there, wouldn't we? Mm. And that's the fine margins, you know. One day I never expect us to beat them for one, never in a million years. Thought we'd win like that. Oh, well, Brist- the Bristol yeah, Rose game—that was, that that was a all. sensational game. We're definitely going to talk about yeah. that. I mean, I never uh, even thought—I never thought out half time of the actual game, to be fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right, the other uh, person who's left the club uh, today, uh, Kevin Foley. Um, it was it was only ever signed on a five month a five month contract, and it's not been uh, renewed. Uh, so he's off now to pastures in New York. I've seen some people uh, rumouring he might be going off to join uh, with with Russell Slade in the first aid. Uh, uh, first aid uh, lesson next door, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah but, um, uh, were you surprised to see him go, Tom? Uh, yeah, but only because we haven't replaced that position yet. So I would have liked to offer him a, a bit longer. But then on that basis, I'm assuming that they've made that decision because the plan is to get somebody else in, and they've got somebody in mind. But that depends who. I think he's not been brilliant for us this season. I don't think, but he's. He's an older head and he's experienced. He was, he was better when he because when he did play in midfield, I don't mm. think he really when, when he went to that right back position. I felt I, I felt a bit safer with him in, in definitely the, in the side. I get the impression that uh, the um, I was going to say <laughs> that, that Carl um, uh, he favours a younger squad, yeah. uh, which which I believe is the reason why. And obviously um, Solly's come back now, so Solly's been 
out. So, I mean, the only question is, what backup do we have for Solly? Mm. I, I genuinely can't think. I mean, I know we played Esri there, but I, I didn't like seeing Esri play at right back personally. But no, unless I don't know, unless Barnsley, Aaron Barnes is going to be coming through soon. I don't know. Well, but in fact, um, Freddie's just tweeted in that Nathan Byrne from Wigan is a name mentioned, which is something that R- Richard did uh, put in his story the other day on the South London Press. Mm. It says a name mentioned to replace Kevin Foley. He's a right-sided wing is back. The, yeah, is that the so old Swindon a, dude? Uh, yeah, he's he is was he at, Swindon um, or all sorts. Yeah, like Swindon that. rings a bell. Yeah, but he was at, he was at Wigan currently. Mm. Um, right side of wing back so I think that I think uh, yeah. we know that Carl effing loves wingers yeah. <laughs> in his own words uh, so wing backs as well that sort of thing he likes that sort of stuff yeah I, th- I think it's probably that and uh, you know I can't I can't imagine Foles being on um, being on a pittance I'm not saying he's going to be a heavier now but I think the wages that they've probably freed up from Kevin going probably will be able to get someone like um, a burn or somewhere else of that ilk in which will obviously help for for that because I mean if he did get burning and then we we then got Foley just sitting there mm. not really contributing anything which isn't no fault of his own because he you know he's a steady Eddie um, I'll never forget that game in the um, uh, in the uh, in the checker trade just forgotten it eh? yeah <laughs> in the checker <laughs> quality <laughs> in that checker trade trophy I was with Dan and uh, uh, Joe Joe Reid yeah and uh, literally I remember he was literally blowing and yeah. the ball went up and he was sort of trudged off thinking it was him and he put Croft's number up and his face was an absolute classic <laughs> then he nearly scored it at the death and then he put he turned up for that penalty and I said mate this is going to hit the bar watch your any money <laughs> he smashes it and it goes off the bar absolute class what a ledge Kevin's yeah. <laughs> been a model professional since I came since I came to the club. He's given his all. That's about three days. So he's given his all in training <laughs> every day. And he's a great role model for any young player that wants a long career in the game. So he's old, basically, is what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's uh, Kevin. That's our outs. Uh, talk about our ins in uh, thirty seconds or so. We're going to hear from uh, one of them. Uh, Jake Forst, uh what's his name? Forster Gasky spoke yeah. to uh, spoke to the club earlier. Got a little snippet from that, so we'll hear from that. And also, uh, Jay De Silva has joined on loan from Chelsea. So let us know what you've made of our two uh, incomings as well. We'll be back in thirty seconds. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason. Can't find hope to believe in. From the home of time, time. this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. I had to play that one quiet there. They were the the, uh, mascots who came in before the Bristol Rovers game. And they were the loudest mascots we've had in a long time. And was, that, was that Josh's little boy? No, nah, see, see no, Josh's little little one didn't actually come in. We're we're here from Josh. I don't know if he mentions it on our interview here, but um, yeah, Josh McGuinness's little boy was uh, Jensen was the mascot on Monday, and I saw it was, it was funny before the game because I noticed there was like the, the three mascots who came in must have been aged between about seven and nine, something along those lines, and. Um, and uh, sorry, I just accidentally started playing the Jake Forster Cassidy interview on my laptop. And um, and uh, he saw he saw little Jensen ran on the pitch, and he was just standing. He had no idea what was going on. Mm. He standing around, and then he saw his mum off the side of the pitch. He ran off again. <laughs> and he got Tracy Leeburn's god, and I said, "You got to go and do the photo." So she picked him up and took him away. It was really adorable, uh, and obviously brought luck to his dad because uh, his dad notched a, a, a real quality hat trick against Bristol Rovers, and we'll hear from him later on. Right, the uh, the man we just accidentally heard from there, <laughs> Jake Forster Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, signed on a two and a half year deal. Now this one I found interesting because he's been on loan 
from Brighton this season to Rotherham. Now, if you look on the on Twitter, the Rotherham fans they don't write, rate him. But in my experience, in my personal experience from going to Rotherham, the Rotherham fans are the most miserable, <laughs> miserable set of fans I've it's ever a seen. Miserable place, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, just great. Yeah, so um, but you know, uh, he scored against us for Brighton a few years ago. Cole had him on loan at MK Dons last year, midfielder, um, young. That's important and full of promise, and probably the sort of thing we've needed this season. We, we said at times we've needed. You know, we, we've got Oles in the middle, you love Tom as well, but you, there, there's nothing more of adding a bit more youth and pace into that midfield, is there? Definitely not, no, well, provided he doesn't replace Overstad in that middle, but... <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch Tom's <laughs> beloved Freddie. <laughs> but no, I think uh, I think he's brilliant signing. Um, he's, yeah, like you say, a year ago we'd have been crying out for someone like that, young, British experience, come from a, a league above. Um, just everything about him, I think, is, is positive and... That midfield has looked weak in parts, you know, Crofts, although I think a couple of the games he's had recently, he's looked really good. Jacko, that little bit older, doing more perhaps from the sidelines than actually in the games and influencing games. We obviously lost Cousins last year. Um, so, yeah, we have needed to strengthen that area. Um, to get him on a permanent as well is great, because I think there were rumours that we were only going to be able to get him on loan, so I think that's excellent. Um, but, again, this can't be the end of it, you know, we need more like that. But it's certainly a good start to the window, and to get him in early is obviously excellent because he's got now, because we've not got the game this week, a bit of time to to fit in and and train under Carl. So yeah, because um, that was one of the things that when I, when I saw when we made our first sign and just Jada Silver and from, from yeah, I don't know, can't say I know much about the player, but you look, I think there was a, a tweet about him from Ian Wright from back in the day. It looks like he, it sounds like he's got pedigree, but my only worry was I'm looking at it as the first one as a loan. I'm thinking. You know, we've done this the last few years when mm. most of our most of our January business has just been short termism, which you can un- sometimes you can understand in January, but because a lot of our summer business has turned into short termism as well, we just don't get that squad put together. But I was speaking to a source today, and it suggested that the club were looking to get in more permanent than loan, which if they can pull it off, which I think would be very useful. And I understand that. That, that, that I was told that Carl's would, would rather that sort of thing as well. So I mean that that's the important thing. The fact that we did get him on that two and a half year deal rather than loaning for six months. Yeah, I mean I, I agree to an extent with loans. I'm not you know saying that you know people who come in on loan aren't professional, or whatever. I just think when you're here on a permanent basis, you're more sort of up for the sort of whole fight the whole project if so to speak do you know what I mean instead of low you don't really care what happens because you're going back to your club in the summer it, and that's the way I sort of think about it but yeah no Jade Silvers I've, I haven't really I've, I spoke to a couple of Chelsea mates who said he's you know apparently the next Ashley Cole listen to but it happens with everyone his eyes on McLeod was the next big thing wasn't he but um, <laughs> yeah but I tell you what I did know is he's smaller than Addy, isn't he? Mm. Oh yeah, he's tiny. smaller than Addy. He's a little, he's a little fella. Yeah, he's, I think he's smaller than me. Mate, oh, he's five foot four. So. He's five foot four. Yeah, yeah. I spent the day we signed him. I spent all day trying to think of something funny that rhymed with five foot four to go into mm. Chris Solly song, but I couldn't think. Yeah, of I was anything. thinking, surely if he does come in, surely you ain't going to play him as a left back though. Because imagine if you're a team and you come up against Solly and Jaden Silva. <laughs> yeah. so, wonder what your <laughs> tactics going to be. <laughs> Yeah, no. I've, uh, from what I've heard, I think we're probably more likely to play him as a winger. Yeah. Especially considering now we've lost Jordan Botaka to uh, the African Cup of Nations mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, which means there'll be there'll be space for a winger. Who do we play on the left at the moment? Um, I don't know. It was Aribo, Konza, yeah. Crofts. No one really. And Botaka, yeah. yeah. So we haven't really got a left-sided midfielder, especially. I mean, Ricky um, can play out there, but he's obviously injured. So yeah. pro- probably. 
I don't know. It was, it was eight weeks when he went out, and that was probably five or six weeks ago. So, in fact, in fact, Carl said in the last press conference that he's open to getting back before uh, before oh. Millwall. So, well, you're right. Yeah, I was just thinking he played left there with Chickson. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. Remember, I was like, who played there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's a fullback. He's not. Yeah, so it's all playing out of position there. So, so that is useful in the fact that, and now obviously he is alone. But when you're loaning someone like him from Chelsea, you don't expect him to just give away. Chelsea got about fifty pick players out on there. Yeah. I wonder if there could be a team that could just be purely Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea was yeah. Yeah, Chelsea rejects or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, back to Jake Forster Caskey. Um, Carl said uh, uh, he, I am I marked him as the type of player we'd need when I joined Charlton. I thought it would be difficult with him being on loan at Rotherham to sign him on a per, uh, on a permanent deal is fantastic for us. So that's something that his name's been floating around for a few days now as well. Mm-hmm. So you see it, the, the fact it was delayed, you do wonder if they were just trying to persuade him that we, we want this permanent sort of thing. And yeah. Obviously, that would that would cost them a little bit of money, I'd imagine. I haven't heard, of, I haven't heard any fee suggested yet, but I'm sure there, there must be some in there. Um, he said, yeah, I, had, I had Jake at Milton Keynes last season. He did so well for me that we loaned him again in January. He's a talented midfielder with a real quality who will add a lot to our team. I'm looking forward to seeing him at Sparrows Lane training ground and working with him again. So... Um, you know, with that, there's two coming in. Where, where else? Where else do we need some players? Um, I think um, I, w- I was gonna. I was gonna say um, another striker, but I'll use uh, Carl's terms as a support mechanism for Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. That crap. I don't know why, but yeah, I think we need someone, mm. s- someone similar, but not too similar. If that makes sense, because I think a Joe. I think a Jose could be in a bit of bother personally. Um, I'm not saying I want him to go. I still think he could add something to the team. But I think if he if he goes, I think we're definitely going to need someone else in there. But um, I think someone of similar ilk of Josh. Do you know what I mean? Not maybe not too much of too much of a target man, but some of someone similar. And yeah. then I still think they're short wingers. Yeah, I agree. And Both those positions. Midfielder, I think I think defence is absolutely fine. Defence and goalie is absolutely fine. Mm. Well, of course, on the, on the support mechanism for Josh, we, we have just recorded a support mechanism for Josh from Hearts. Now, that's going to be an interesting one. We'll tell you what, isn't it? Um, mm. you know, he's, he's a man who's had his, he's had his troubles getting settled uh, at, you know, here and at, at you know, every club he's been to. I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's more behind the scenes than, than, than most of us know. Um, but, you know, if, 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 he can get, if he can get settled this time, if he can... Get happy playing in, in, in the team. He, we we all know what he's capable of. Mm. We're hoping that we're hoping this one. I mean, there were some interesting quotes from from uh, from Carl, which which was um, uh, which, which which he told Richard at South End. We're saying I'm going to make him cry. He said he's going to run him into the ground. Basically, run him into he? the ground. Yeah. Which he needs. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's it's interesting form of man management. I guess he I guess he hasn't really had a chance to meet Tony. He, he, he said he had to. Uh, he, tried, he wanted to sign him from Milton Keynes last last season. No idea how far that went. Doesn't sound mm. like it went very far. But you know, if Carl can can find the right level of uh, of man management for him and can get him where he needs to be, then it could be a huge asset for us. If he ends up staying, if he ends up going, then he ends up going. But that's, we don't know. That's the thing. It is, and it's that man management. And and as you said just then, it, there has to be something behind the scenes that's the problem because. In terms of pure footballing ability, he's arguably one of the best signings we've made in the last three or four years. His, his touch, his, his movement, the way he can just keep hold of the ball and get away from other players is, is amazing. But it's just more often than not, and too many times, he just doesn't seem to show the attitude sometimes on the pitch and you'd suspect off the pitch because, as you say, he seems to have so many problems settling at any club and 
if Carl can get him under control and find a role for him alongside Josh McGuinness, then that's a, a such a potent strike force at this level. But whether he can or not, I'm I'm not it's yet convinced. I'm not even sure if con- if I'd say control is the right word. I mean, when you, when you look at the way that people who know planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Going well, and and uh, you know, Tra- you saw Tracy Lebone on Twitter last night going into an argument with a troll, and mm. you know the the players defending Tony one, and he's a popular member of the squad. And I think if you if you're someone who would always you know, mess around in training, then I don't think you would be as popular a member of the squad. I'm sure it's happened once or mm. twice. Um, in fact, I heard a story where it did happen once or twice. But I think I think generally he's con- he's considered. I don't think he's he's quite the. I don't know. I wonder if he's just slightly misunderstood, and, and maybe he has other reasons for struggling to settle. When he was homesickness, when he went up to Hearts, but it didn't really help. I mean, you know, we just don't know. But we, we, we hope that we hope that this time will be the, the time that sticks. And uh, you know, for for the sake of him, but yeah, you know, for the sake of the club, if it, it could be great. But for the sake of him, he needs to do it to rescue his career, basically. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and that's the key. I mean, cause we've all said we said on it when he was here the first time before he left, when he before he went to Blackburn, and then. Wherever else Cardiff. he's gone. Cardiff. You go Cardiff then, Blackburn? Yeah, I'm losing Hearts track. Hearts, yeah. I went to Hearts and yeah. when I went to Edinburgh. Got mugged. Nice, you got mugged? No, I got a mug. Oh, yeah. I got a mug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, we've all said that he's a decent player. I just think what Kyle said, as brutal as it sounds, it's the right thing to do and mm. say because it's not a case of him being, you know, of Tony being victimised. He needs to show Cole that he wants it and... Uh, and if he doesn't want it, then fine. You're not going to be here. And 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 we've always wanted that manager who, uh, who took that line. We didn't want any people just picking up a paycheck. So if Tony comes out, and I hope he does come out, he's changed. He's grown up, and he comes and knuckles down. And he's that player that we've all seen against that game. I can't remember where he, what, Huddersfield when he nutmegged yeah. Mark Hudson and scored that screamer. That's the Tony Watt that we know. And then there was other games at the Brentford home game where you knew it was just like he don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he knuckles down and then we see the real Tony Watt come up. Yeah, right. Uh, Fred says, I saw Watt at Cardiff when I was at uni. He was so good for them. I really want him to love being in a red shirt again. Um, well, and, uh, Fred Fred sent us, and as is, as is Lewis, they sent us a few uh, suggestions for. Um, for uh, players who we could sign so we'll, we'll talk about that in a few moments EJ Garner says if Tony Watt is back with his head screwed on and we spend at least half of the Lutman money properly it would be brilliant so that's what we're, we're hoping right uh, the club did uh, manage to speak to their new signing today obviously otherwise how else would they have signed him but uh, the club's media team also what's that yeah <laughs> the, club's, <laughs> the club's media team also spoke to Jake 
Paul Stokowski gave his first uh, interview exclusively to the uh, the Charlton website. They've been uh, good enough to let us have a, a copy of it as well. So this is Jake Forstokowski speaking to... I've, I've only heard the first 10 seconds and I've already forgotten, but I think it was Ollie uh, speaking to our new signing. Jake, welcome to Charlton, your, your first day here at Sparrows Lane. How does it feel to be a Charlton player? Yeah, I'm delighted. Um, I've been going on loan for the last year or so to different uh, to various places and to finally get home now and uh, to get settled. Um, yeah, I'm delighted. One of the key factors in you coming here was Carl Robinson, who you played with uh, MK Dons on loan last year. Uh, how much of a factor was he to, you, to becoming a Charlton player? Yeah, massive factor. Um, you know, the club's got ambition, uh, ambitions, so have I, and um, so does so does the manager. So um, you know, we're all looking up, and and I want to get back to the championship, and so does this club because um, it's a huge club, and uh, I just can't wait to get started now. What was it about, other than Carl Robinson, about Charlton that attracted you? Obviously, we are a League One club. You, you have to step down a level, but I mean, with Charlton being Charlton, was that really just the fact of the, the, the size of the club? Yeah, no, the uh, size of the club obviously was an influence, um, but they've got some great players here, the facilities are good, so, um, you know, we've got no excuses, and um, um, I know what I want to do here, and, and I know what the club wants, so uh, hopefully we can achieve that. A couple of those players you speak of were uh, ex-teammates of your stepdad, Nicky Forster, I mean, that must be quite nice to get a few tips from him, it wasn't that long ago, really, it was six years or so ago he was playing straight with us. Yeah, I remember coming to watch him, so I've, uh, you know, done the other side of it. I've been a fan, um, but I played with a couple of the players here, Andrew Croft and um, Adam Chickson, so I know a couple of them. So hopefully that'll help me settle in. Did you have a chance to speak to Crofty and Adam before coming here? Did they give you a few tips? Uh, I've spoke to Chica uh, a few times, so um, you know it's always nice when you know someone at the club because it makes it a little bit easier to settle in. So you know I'm just looking forward to meeting all the boys now. I think the boys have a couple of days off before coming back to training on Saturday. You must be really, really getting sort of eager to, to knuckle down, start kicking the ball around these pitches and, and really get integrated to being a Charlton player. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played as much as I wanted to this season, so um, you know, it's a real fresh start for me and, uh, and uh, I'm ready to prove myself again. And um, you know, I just want to play some games now because I'm, I'm raring to go. For those who haven't seen you play, obviously... You've played against Charlton before, you scored a goal against Charlton before, but for those who don't know much about you, what can you bring to this side? Uh, I think I'm energetic, um, I'm a ball player, and uh, hopefully nick a few goals as well. So, um, you know, it's not about talking, obviously, so hopefully I can go do it on the pitch. Your first game coming up will be a local derby against Millwall, so that's quite a, a bit of a out of frying pan into the fire way to start your career at Charlton, isn't it? Yeah, but. Um, Everybody wants to play in, in the biggest games they can, so uh, it's a perfect start for me, I think. Johnny Jackson! It's in! Yeah! Johnny Jackson! So we heard from Jake Forsakarski speaking to uh, Ollie Graham of the uh, the club there on the sign. It's a like, tweeting from Matt Brown says Doncaster versus Portsmouth on the telly and listening to Charlton Live. I really do live the rock star life. Are you coming to the? You might come to the after party. What's that? Living the rock star life, just listening to Charlton oh, Live and well, watching. I that one. I'm only living the dream. I ain't living that one yet. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, rock star life. I'm well, for that one. Yeah, I also hear you've been living a lie, Nathan. Now Matt Brown tweeted us in just before the show. 
<clears throat> and he said, I hope that Nathan and his palace supporting bet will be discussed this evening. <laughs> now, I get some stick. I get some stick because I went to cover a couple of Palace games last season. Now, you, you're a disgrace. You <laughs> backed I, Palace with your money. Can I, can, I, can I clear it up first? No. No. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bet on them to win. <laughs> yes, you did. No, not from the get-go. Just because they were 1-0 down and the odds were like ridiculous. Yeah, I so thought, I'll tell you what, I, no, I bet it was a double chance. I'd done Palace or a draw. Palace, drew, Palace scored I knew they were going to lose of course I did <laughs> <laughs> cashed out Swansea scored everyone's a winner that's all it is apart from you everyone out there has bet, bet on Palace now and again, or Millwall at least once Nah. Well, the only time I'd ever bet on Millwall was when they're playing us mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> put your house on it <laughs> Uh, uh, Freddie says that you should be shunned you secret palace <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought I wasn't going to get this much abuse I thought, <laughs> everyone after oh well, that was a good cash out now <laughs> turncoats <laughs> all of them <laughs> uh, right Lewis Wheeler's just sent us a, a link from uh, some Orient website that's linked us with Jay Simpson yeah, so uh, yeah I, I do vaguely remember us being linked with him before possibly He's in the summer he wants, uh, he wants decent though apparently does he yeah. apparently because so, he yeah. scored um, I know he, scored, he, was, he was Orient's top scorer last season I think um don't think he'd scored as many this season. I remember when we were coming back from Swindon, which was the early game, I was listening to an Orient game on the radio, and he scored twice there, and I think they were his first two goals of the season, so I know he didn't have as, as good a season this time round. Uh, Freddie's also suggested um, uh, Bradley Potts, an attacking midfielder who scored 37 in 80 appearances uh, because we've missed out on Carruthers, of course. You know, we heard Carl's press conference after the, uh, the game against Bristol Rovers. It sounded to me that he was trying to hint that we were after him, mm. uh, although we missed out. He ended up going to Sheffield. United. Uh, Freddie said that he thought he, he thought that the uh, Forster Kasky was rumored to be about around seven hundred k. Although you know, I, that seems a bit steep. That seems rather mm. steep. I haven't seen that uh, that sort of money confirmed anywhere. Um, Freddie also said Tony Watt to play by Josh with Reeves from MK Dons or Bradley Potts from Blackpool playing uh, attacking ahead. So, I mean, he's obviously got his ideas of how he wants to. Uh, once uh, the, the squad to look and then finally Charlton Exile says this tweet would be interesting but it's undisclosed he's just tweeted him uh, undisclosed basically I mean undisclosed is the is the new money now isn't it, it, it all transfers are undisclosed it's not it's not just us most transfers are mm. undisclosed unless it's you know ridiculous like man, get mortgage yeah, man, <laughs> yeah undisclosed fee yeah <laughs> no how much have you got yeah, but you, can un- you can understand why um, why that happens don't mm. you because oh, yeah. you don't want to play your play your hand, really, do you? No, if you, if you go out and spend five million on a player, everyone else, gonna, everyone else is going to go. Hang up, out! These people have got a bit of money behind them. You got your all of a sudden you put a bid in for five hundred grand that you, you thought was going to be accepted. All of a sudden they said no, two and a half, please. Mm. <laughs> and then you're a bit of been a bit of bother, isn't you? So yeah. it makes sense, but it is a bit jarring. Yeah. Matt says, "I know a few Orient fans who seem to think Simpson wants big money, but doesn't actually put in that many good performances." Although you can understand the. Uh, uh, the, the the money the, the, the situation that Orient is bizarre lots of managerial changes I imagine it's a very difficult one to get your head down and play in but there you go Bob Liscombe's just tweeted bring back Jan although to be fair I think he might just sit in his corner rocking and saying that every every now and then it's just happened to have tweeted it this time that's what I do I was going to say I'd do that yeah right on, uh, on Monday uh, indifferent first <coughs> half excellent second half as we beat uh, Bristol Rovers now Carl Robinson was uh, kind enough to come in and give this exclusive uh, post-match interview to Terry uh, for Channel Live, we're going to come back and talk about the game. We're also going to hear from uh, the, the hat trick hero, Josh McGuinness. But this is Carl Robinson after that fantastic win against Bristol Rovers on Monday. 
John Carl Robinson after a fantastic 4-1 home victory against performance Bristol, and performance <laughs> uh, thank, uh, against Bristol Rovers you must be delighted with that Carl. I'm so pleased with the performance of the players um, what I did today I made some maybe some brave decisions in the team selection I heard a few fans sort of, ooh, um, but it was uh, to play with two young kids in midfield uh, in, in the engine room of every every club's dominance of the game uh, but them two players are Everyone's going to liken them to somebody else I've worked with, obviously. Um, and I can see why. Today I walked in the door, I seen Joe Rebo play, training and playing an under-23s game. And I knew from that day forward I had a special talent on my hands. Um, I always knew about Esri Conte, because he's uh, and before I care, I don't think he was playing much football either. So I knew I had two diamonds. I had another one, obviously, um, but in, in Addy. Uh, but we, so when you've got these young players around, bringing souls coming back in today was a big one for me. And I thought not shoehorning players into positions that they don't play in. I think we play players out of position to try and find a way. Um, but I, I didn't suffer my principles. I tried to keep my principles. I think if people in here today have seen what I, how I want to play. Um, I don't think. And listen, I know the result helps. But <coughs> if even the result wasn't there today and we didn't win that game, I think everybody would, every Charlton fan would have gone away going, "I can see there's a growth and a development in that style." It takes players who are extremely disciplined, athletic, with a desire. And I said to them in the press, "It's it's not about it. it it's the thought of the press and, and to anticipate the press. It's it's not a decision. It's something you must do. You don't have a choice here." You lose it, you go and smash one of them in the ball back. And it's as simple as that. And you get a booking, you get a booking. We'll deal with the bookings later on down the year. But it's, a great, it's how aggressive we have to be at the Valley. Um, and hopefully, and you see at the end, it's something that I want to do at home when we get a decent result. It's hard to do it when you lose because obviously people are going to give you no, but you have to be brave and do it as well. But we try to give the fans leading up into the game next week something to hold on to and the players. From, from from the day one I walked in this place of, of equally being as, as quality as what they've seen today we just maybe haven't seen the performance consistently enough yet Would it be fair to say with the new style and the new the new formation it just took uh, 20 minutes or so for them to, yeah. to get used to it and then yeah. once it did once they clicked Yeah listen, I think that the key to the the, 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 the dominance was, was how quickly we moved the ball and not being scared to go back to a centre back if you if can't go forward why you boot it and give it away come back and we'll go to the other side we've got Chris Solly who's a top right back and then we'll go to the Foxy if we have to and then we'll get Jordan in and, and, and the key to it was I thought was the two midfield players and Joe and Ez I thought when we were struggling with the system right at the beginning and it looked a little bit forced they, they came this side of their defence rather than being beyond their back lines and once they start making runs forward then that opens a space for Crofty to dominate the middle of the pitch and then they've only got one striker because they have to drop somebody in and then our two centre-backs are spare and our ball speed has to improve we've worked on that in training uh, people say have you been working on set pieces no I've just found somebody who can take them <laughs> well <clears throat> there was going to be a question I asked I mean uh, you've, we're talking about Joe Rebo being a young kid and he is he's coming to the side and uh, fairly raw talent but he still has A the, the ability to pick a pick across and B I think the one that showed it for, for me anyway most was uh, the third goal when he picked out to share on the edge of that six yard box when a lot of kids a lot it. of players full, you know, full stop would have just smashed that towards goal yeah I'm so pleased for him as well it was a uh, He's got four assists in two games in his debut, home and away and home debut. So I think that just shows you where that it takes it takes a very um, I wouldn't say a selfish kid, but it takes a a very single-minded individual to be able to perform. Sometimes you don't always see it playing in twenty-three games because of folks and so it. You have to see him in the real game, but you have to be brave enough to play them in that. 
Um, but I, the, the, there's no player that didn't put a, sh- a show on today. I and mean, the big man I always just spoke to him and Josh, I love him to bits. I really do. He's a he's an infectious guy. Since the day I walked in this place, I said to him, I, I questioned certain aspects of his game from afar. And within a week of working with him, I realised why he is what he is. He's a, he's a top top professional and a and an, un- an unbelievable humble man. And uh, that's what it takes to play for this football club. I'm being told somebody who's humble somebody who respects the clubs that they play for and never for any moment in time think they're above this football club they think they should they need to be part of it rather than above it and Josh falls into all them brackets he feels like he's he's lucky to be here and when you have players who, who hold on to them it gives you something to really hang on to as a manager and I'm really looking forward now uh, we're going to have a break um, I'm in tomorrow for the 23s where all my players are off for four days we've, we've had so much busy time um, and my staff preparing for the games, and then uh, oh, that'll be what they did. That's Wednesday, Thursday, back in Friday myself, and then double session Saturday. And uh, I, th- I believe our ladies are playing here on Sunday. Uh, I'm really excited by that because I want to bring my daughter down to watch them. Uh, it'd be nice for her to come and see them play. So it'd be nice if people can come and support them, um, because we are a community. We are one. Um, whether I be an under nine player or whether I be an under eighteen player or a tw- nineteen year old playing in the first team or the first team or the ladies that we are one and I think that, that solidarity and that togetherness is something that we can grow um, with the fans and today I thought the fans were so, and sensational they really were they sensed the fear in the opposition and when our fans sense that they create that divide in the opposition because it's uh, when the opposition come here and try and frustrate us and the fans get on our back that they see the opposition see that us getting cracked and today they didn't turn. They stayed on the front foot. They they and they made Bristol Rovers tire because of the noise. And all of a sudden, when you're seeing that, our lads seem to go through another gear. Uh, and I can't ask any more of any single one of them. And, and hopefully, the fans are proud of their team tonight. I should imagine and certainly the reaction they gave you and the, fan, and the players. It means Josh a lot. Afterwards, uh, is something special that uh, hopefully you want to harness and, and bring. Uh, It'll happen every week. Yeah. It needs to happen every week. No point me just turning up here in a one-off and, and being taken applauds. We have to take the criticism that comes with it and we have to make sure that it becomes a consistency in this um, because consistency can breed success. Uh, but without a consistency, we just become a good team on the other occasion. And that's not what Charlton are around this league to do. They need to be consistent to be a good team week in, week out. Well, it's a good uh, good result to uh, to bring us into a, a break if there is something. Uh, it's weird because la- last, last, this time last year I played Leeds United away uh, <coughs> and my team then was outstanding and we scored an own goal after 94, uh, 94 minutes at Island Road. That set me here for a difficult year. Um, today is a complete role reversal. I'm a new man with a new staff, with a new team that's hopefully that's going to really embrace 2017. And as one, we can do that. Um, not my players alone, us all. And hopefully we can uh, we can we can enjoy it. And I think if we're happy and we're, we are springing our step, 2017 can be an exciting time for everybody. So maybe some new faces. One hundred percent. Not just. Um, uh, well, hopefully, I'm expecting Ricky Returns, Holmes back. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Declan Rudd back. I'm hoping another signing this week, and maybe another one, maybe next week. So, hopefully, we can uh, add four players to this great group. Well, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for time. Cheers, Paul. Uh, look forward to seeing you against me. Cheers, mate. Top man. Thank you. Thank you. So we heard Carl Robinson there coming. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does every time, doesn't he? <laughs> Gets you off the question. Uh, any new pass? Yes, yes, I'm thinking, yeah. Right, uh, Carl Robinson speaking to tell there. One, a wonderful second half performance against Bristol Rovers. Took a little while to get going, as Terry said there. Um, 
Matt Brown says KR talking about players who are humble in terms of McGuinness don't see themselves as being above the club screen solely as a prime example the atmosphere at the Valley was a fraction of what it used to be but still booming and noisy loved it said, uh, said Fred uh, right said Fred um, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Aribo just very quickly because we've, we've still got two interviews to talk about Joe Aribo was excellent he's got four assists in two games now uh, someone who's come up from the youth team and it's, it's, sometimes you get a player who comes up from the youth team like Carlin, like even Morgan, it took him a while to go, and it takes him a while to go, and it hasn't, hasn't happened like that with Arebo. He's, he's burst onto the scene just like Joe Gomez did. Yeah, I mean, first off, he looks a bit shaky, which is understandable for his own debut. Um, second off, uh, or even after that, he just bossed it. He, 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 he's delivery. Corners, he's probably learning from Maddie a bit too much, not yeah. hitting the first man, but um, he's, his set pieces were unbelievable and he showed a bit of swagger, um, same as Esri, and he was absolutely amazing. And I didn't make it to South End, but um, he played well there as oh, well. Oh, really? Well, he was, he's our man of a match at South End but, as well. Yeah, that... I think he probably deserved it. <laughs> Apart from Josh getting that trick, he was, he yeah. was just like. Unplayable second. And that, I mean, that, that hat trick from Josh McGinnis, we ain't got long enough to describe it really, but I mean, just that third goal, just, woof. Just top class, woof. yeah. Yeah, woof indeed. It was uh, like cross ball, first of all, was a great start, but the takedown, the muscling that defender off and just slotting it away in that back post, it was just just top quality. No, he is a, he is an, he is a really nice bloke as well. Uh, humble is exactly the word I'd use to uh, describe him. Uh, and he came in to, to give this exclusive interview after his hat-trick, Josh McGuinness, with, uh, with Terry Smith on Monday. Joined by hat-trick hero Josh McGuinness. And Josh, that must feel really good. Yeah, fantastic. Um, always want to get off the flyer, especially when the new gaffer came in. Uh, I was going for a bit of a drought, but praise God he stuck by me. And it's just nice to reward your team, but also was trusting you with, with goals. And thank God the three came along today. You had uh, two from free kicks, two yeah. superb deliveries from... Uh, our new man Joe Rebo, which uh, which you must be delighted with. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, I think it just speaks uh, sentiments for what the academy does here and, and the way they bring through players. You know, um, we have a lot of injuries at, at this time of the year, which is not the best with the amount of games and the gaffer isn't afraid to, to chuck them in. And then Joe just came up with a good, you know, fantastic deliveries. It's easy to put them in the net when balls are coming in that easily. Just f- f- floated away to my head, and then it was just up to me to put it away. So fantastic for me, but. I think it's a big step for Charlton and, um, and what they're producing behind the scenes. There are certain things that's happened in, in previous weeks that I think uh, are lending you to being uh, to, to getting there for Charlton legendary status. <laughs> South End, uh, we had the reaction to the, after the goal where everybody else is celebrating. You're trying to get the ball back and yeah. uh, WrestleManiaing somebody to the floor, and, <laughs> and then uh, and then um, prior to that, the, the last at the MK Dons, I think it was where you, you did a last ditch tackle to stop, uh, stop you know them attacking. And then today, you know the, the work rate that you put in, uh, I think you already know that Charlton fans appreciate that but uh, the final goal the third one does uh, does that give you so much uh, pleasure yeah. because the way you brought it down and the finish was fantastic yeah it does um, I'm playing with absolutely fantastic players and I know me and myself and Crofty have a great relationship where we sort of I don't want to say telepathic but we know each other's games and I know he's got that ability so it's just tough for me to make the run and as I came over the shoulder I was just praying to God I got a good first touch which I did and then when I hit it I actually thought first glance it was going it was going wide but it managed to just come back inside so it's absolutely brilliant you know as a striker you just you want to be able to score all types of goals and, and today even though two came off my head uh, the third one was, was probably the cherry on top, so you're right. Yeah. You had a couple of chances before that. There was uh, Esri Conza did superbly in one corner and then just uh, rush of blood rather than picking you out on the edge of the six-yard box. Exactly. I know, to be fair, he's used to playing at, at the back. He's used to watching what's happening going up the field. So I let him away with it. I gave him a, 
I wouldn't, yeah, stern telling off to not try that business again. But no, it's just the, the fine margins. You know, he's just got a knife for goal and a bit of blood rush. And as you say, it was close. You say you say the new manager's come in and uh, everybody's probably keen to impress. But yeah. uh, has that lifted the, the the spirits of the dressing room? It's, I think the, the 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 way we want today is definitely. You know, I think um, it'd be disrespectful to say that we're trying harder than what we did with, with Russell because that, that would just be dis- not only disrespectful to him but the professionals we have but um, we try our best every day but just the, the, the new style of play that the manager's trying to play it just seems to, to open up opposition teams uh, more often than not I think we've been unlucky more in other games than, than being playing bad and it was just a matter of time before things clicked and, and today was, was the case you've seen everything that we had to offer Well well done on today fantastic result I think uh, there, there aren't too many champ players get the hat-tricks so you'll be up yeah. there and uh, Yeah well perfect yeah. thank you very much indeed Cheers Josh Cheers thank you So there we go that was uh, hat-trick hero Josh McGuinness speaking to Terry after Sunday after Monday's game very grateful that he came and spoke to us um, Charlton Exile says you're talking about Carl Robinson's interview says you can sort of understand the gist but if you wrote it down these actual words verbatim they don't make a lot of sense and I know that for a fact because after every game I have to actually write down those words and try and put them into an actual story <laughs> it's bloody chaos <laughs> but, but it's true um, uh, Doncaster have taken the lead by the way against Portsmouth so we're hoping that not only will the Portsmouth men's side well I don't really care about tonight but the Portsmouth men's side can lose tonight good segue Sunday Sunday the FA Cup game here at the Valley is the Portsmouth women's side now uh, I caught up with uh, Kim Dixon who is the women's captain uh, this Sunday 1pm kickoff it's only a fiver if you're a non-season ticket holder for an adult it's £3 I think for concessions but if you're a season ticket holder you can come down and get it for free uh, which would be excellent to come down and support the women in the FA Cup second round here on Sunday against Portsmouth. Now, to find out how the women are getting on, I spoke to club captain uh, and club legend, really. She's been there for donkey's years now. Kim Dixon works for the Charlton uh, uh, Community Trust as well. She coaches the younger ladies as well. She does everything for this club. And this is Kim Dixon, who's going to preview this Sunday's FA Cup tie with Portsmouth. Right, joined uh, here on Charlton Live now by the uh, CFC women's team captain, Kim Dixon, ahead of this Sunday's game at the Valley against Portsmouth in the FA Cup. Kim, uh, how, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good uh, Good to have you again here on, on Charlton Live. You must be uh, looking forward to uh, to getting back on that, that sacred turf here at the Valley once again. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's been good for us when we played there. Um, I don't think we've, we've lost there as of yet, so touch wood. Uh, we can do exactly the same on Sunday and get, uh, get through to the next round. Yeah, the, the FA Cup's always uh, it's always a special competition as well. Um, you beat, beat Palace in the first round, which is... Uh, Something that every Chomp fan likes to hear. So you, you're looking forward to uh, to pitting your wits in that in that competition again? Yeah, the, the Palace game was um, really, obviously, really good to play at Selhurst Park, um, and to beat them there was was really special. Really, as a Chomp fan myself, hmm. um, we probably didn't do ourselves justice in the first half in that game, but um, came on really strong near the end. So um, we we cut through, and that's the main thing. Um, and yeah, obviously, Sunday's going to be. Really, really special again to play to play at the Valley. Yeah, I mean it's a massive upgrade, of course, play, going from Sellers Park to the Valley. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, Portsmouth for your uh, your opponents this weekend. Uh, you played them already this season, so you know what sort of game you're in for. Yeah, we played. We had them in the League Cup um, and beat them at home, and then we had them in in the league at home and beat them. Uh, I think same score both games. Um, but they they are they're a difficult side. Um, they're, they're rebuilding again. They they were um, obviously they won the league a couple of seasons ago, and I think they're just rebuilding now this season. Um, but they are they are a difficult side, and they'll be we've got to play them quite a few times this season. So um, it'll be an interesting game. Mm, yeah, so it's a fiver for adults to get in, two pounds for concessions. So you're 
Uh, Charlton season tickets, most uh, holders, most importantly, getting free though here at the Valley. It's um, it's this Sunday, isn't it? One PM kickoff. Um, well, what what sort of players? What, what who are the players that th- those who are perhaps are coming down to watch the women's team for the first time? Who sh- who should they be looking out for? Um, well, she got everyone. Everyone who watches us probably knows Kit Graham. Um, she's obviously only about a million goals. Isn't um, she? Yeah, she's scored a lot of goals. Uh, someone who's twenty-one. Um, she, I think that's really good. What we have in our in our team, we know we're going to score goals. We got her in our team. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure, obviously, playing with her, and I've coached her as well, so that makes me sound even older. Um, so yeah, she she's one to watch. Um, also got a new son in the Villa, um, who's really quick on the wing. She's more than Irish international. Um, so yeah, obviously Josh has done really well last weekend, and she, uh, I've had a conversation about him to her. So yeah, <laughs> a few times. Yeah, um, the, the, the the competition. If I remember rightly, you got you got quite far a few years ago and uh, ended up losing narrowly to Everton, who are one of the uh, the sort of Super League teams. So you know, do, yeah, do you have... we got we got to the court final that yeah. year, and that was a massive achievement for us as a club. Um, and we took Everton to penalties that game. Um, so we know we compete, we can compete against teams like that. Um, we just obviously would like again to have another chance to compete against other women's Super League team, just to show that we 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 still we still can compete. And is that your aspiration, really? Do you know, do you know, have you set a target of how far you want to get, or just just keep going? No, just yeah, just I think we've just got to get a winning mentality, really. Just win every game um, in the league, cup, whatever it is. We just got to win every game. Um, obviously the cup game is a little bit different it's just about winning but we would obviously like to put on a performance at the rally as well um, It looks like you haven't played for a few weeks since uh, since before Christmas have you enjoyed enjoyed a break? Uh, yeah I've actually been away so it's been <laughs> quite, quite nice to just get away for a, a week and a half and get back into training now um, ready for Sunday really Yeah, and you had a, you had a change of manager earlier on in the season How how is, uh, is Paul Madonna is that correct getting on? Yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's not with us anymore. But oh. um, at the moment, Matisse is currently in charge. Um, so yeah, we've gone through through a little bit of changes, but hopefully, 2007 will be the year we sort of turn it around. Yeah, well, hopefully, be, hopefully the same as the men's team then. Uh, Kim, yeah, thanks, exactly. for, thanks for joining us here on Charlton Live. All the best. And don't forget, everyone who's listening, you can head over to the Valley this Sunday because you're no men's team plans to get down and support the women's team in the FA Cup second round, January the 8th, uh, this Sunday, 1pm, £5 for adults, £2 for concession. And if you're a season ticket holder here at the Valley, you're getting free. Thanks for joining us, Kim. No worries. Thanks a lot. That was awkward in the end. Well, I didn't realise the manager had left, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, so that was uh, that was Kim Dixon, so don't forget you can head down on, on Sunday to support the women. Now, we're going to end the show on uh, some sad news. Now, this is a... A player who was of uh, you know way before our time, but sadly uh, Paul went uh, uh, passed away at the age of sixty-seven today. Uh, was a was centre half who represented England under eighteen level. We played uh, I think I saw one hundred and fifty odd games for the for the club. I think and uh, there were some some nice words from Keith Peacock there. He said he was a strong defender with the most powerful legs I've ever seen in a player, and he made a real name for himself during his five years uh, at the club. Um, and yeah, so very sad news that, that Paul Went has passed away. Uh, 178 appearances he made. Uh, Paul Went passed away uh, earlier on, uh, on on Wednesday. So it's some very sad news for the show. But anyway, it uh, has been Charlton Live. We're not obviously because there is no game for for the men's team this weekend, and I'm going away to Centre Park, so we're not coming in on Sunday. Uh, but hopefully, you can get down to the Valley to get your Charlton fix anyway to to watch the women's team play. Um, 
other, other than that, uh, it's, it's great to be back, and I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show. Uh, Nathan, thanks for, for coming in this evening. No worries, thanks everyone. Tom Wallin, thanks for popping back in. Cheers, Louis. This, is, uh, this has been Louis Mendes and Charlton Live. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll see you uh, this time next week when we'll preview the game that we're bound to lose Ugh. against Millwall. We'll see you then. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.